Welcome to Victorious Living. So sometimes I think we, we might think, well, God's just going to do it, and some things He will just do. But God's waiting for the people of God, amen, to so be on fire for God, be hungry for God, and do the things that introduces and allows the Holy Spirit to begin to work among us or among God's people so God can show the world who He is. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is sharing with us a message he's entitled, Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares, Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing. What I'm talking about is fear. And fear and faith will never work together. It just won't work together. You know, you can't have half one, half of the other. You can have a little bit of fear and a little bit of faith, or a whole lot of faith and a little bit of fear. They just don't work together. And the analogy that we've used is that oil and water won't mix. You, you can stir it and stir it and heat it and cool it and stir it again, and it just don't mix. So faith and fear doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't mix. And so that's why we learn as much as we possibly can about faith so that we can be sure that our faith is at a level that it pushes all of the fear out so that the profits or the benefits or the blessing of God can actually not only just be a promise to us, but can come to us and integrate it into our lives so that we enjoy it. And this is what is, I think, is part at least what is said here, what I, the statement that I made, there is a rest or a spiritual calm. If I'm calm and confident, you know, what's that? What's the, calm, cool, and collected, or whatever. If I'm calm and cool spiritually, guess what? There's not room left for fear, fear to come in there. And so there is a rest or a spiritual calm that belongs to the believer. And uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take precaution to things, you know, that, that, that could be out there that could do you harm. But we are calm as we approach that we're calm and in peace with the Word of God as we operate our lives with the Word of God. And so uh, when things disturb us, the rest or the calm implies an unruffled or composed state of mind, even though things that can disturb us are present or is, is present. So that goes back to this point for us, folks that Satan is after your mind. Satan is after your thoughts, our thoughts, your thoughts, our thoughts. Satan is after how you think. That's why he wants you to, uh, wants to confuse the mind of God's people. And so you can go over here at this place and hear one thing preached and come over here and hear another thing preached and go over here and hear another thing preached and all three of them are different. Satan wants to confound, confuse the minds of God's people so that you really don't know sometimes what you do believe 
or you really haven't experienced what God has promised you because you haven't walked in this place of calm and quietness and rest and assurance. The Bible says, hold fast to your confidence. So if we have confidence in God, we're going to be rested or in his rest. It doesn't matter what's happening out here around us. If we believe God protects us, and we do believe that, we believe that God protects us, we believe the 91st Psalm. Is that right? We believe the 91st Psalm and no harm, no evil, and all of the wonderful promises throughout that 91st Psalm, we believe that if we're confident in that, and if we are, have, uh, have ingrated ourselves into that, and that we have got it thoroughly on the tablets of our heart or our mind, even though those things are out there, we are at peace within because God by his spirit, through his word and through, through the Holy Spirit, he has helped us to be calm, cool and collected. So even though things that can disturb us may be present, what, what do we mean when we say disturb? Disturb is to interrupt the quiet, the rest, and the peace of one's mind. You ever seen a confused Christian? Have you ever been a confused Christian? <laughs> That's just a question. I don't know why I ask it. But <laughs> and have you ever been in a place coming up after you got saved and come to know the Lord and you love the Lord, but you really didn't know, you didn't know what was right? You didn't know. You know what? If you went to church, you know what the church taught. And sometimes the church don't always teach what's in the Bible. Amen. Thank y'all. Y'all, y'all be seated. Come on. And so it depends on where you go to hear what you hear. Take heed what you hear. And so it's very important that you go where you're going to hear the word of God taught. Now, I don't believe anybody, any man, any woman, I don't believe, you know, that anybody, everybody knows all of the word of God, but we sure have had a lot laid out in front of us over the past several years, for sure. So disturbed, what does it mean? Disturbed is to interrupt the quiet, the rest, and the peace of your mind. And so what happens when that's happening? When the adversary is working to disturb your calm, your peace, whatever, what, what, what's he trying to do? He's trying to get, get us indifferent to the word, indifferent to what God has asked us to do. Do you, do you know the behavioral patterns of indifference? It doesn't matter if I go to church. That's not a big deal, you know. I, I can do it just as good at the house as I can anywhere else. I don't need to go to church. I can turn on my TV and I can watch my TV. See, there, there's an indifference involved in that. Hello, everybody watching. There's an indifference there because there is something that God has planned for us when we get together, when we assemble ourselves together. You know, it's like Mark Hankins said, that, says he said on certain things and promises, he, he said, there is some assembly required. That's right. You know, well, you, know you, 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 ever, you, you ever buy a swing set for your kids? There is some assembly required. I've told you my story before. I bought one when Brian and Bruce was little. 
I bought a swing set and, and uh, Sue said, where's your instructions? And I said, I don't need them. I don't need them instructions. <laughs> and so this swing, I put this, I, I mean, I had a pile of stuff left over. But when I got done with that, putting that swing set up, here's how it was sitting. <laughs> There was some assembly required. I just didn't follow the rules. I didn't follow the instruction. And so we can bring that over into our spiritual life. Sometimes we're seated like that (laughs) instead of like this, you know. So disturbed is to interrupt the quiet, the rest, and the peace of the mind, of one's mind. A composed mind of belief and faith is the control of our thoughts. Let me say that again. The, 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 uh, a composed mind of belief and faith is the control of our thoughts, how we control our thoughts. And we've talked about that in this, in the, and when we've been talking about obedience here on Wednesday evening, two or three Wednesday evenings now, and other, at other times, and other, you've heard others preach and teach on it as well. But that's why Paul says that we ought to renew our mind because if Satan confuses our mind, he's going to get us distracted and we're going to become indifferent to some things that God has said to us in his word. And we're going to find ourselves opening the door in an inviting doubt and unbelief into our life. And so It's good to say, God, you just do it. Uh, Here I am. I've often said that, God, you know where I live. Here I am. I live at whatever my address is. I live here now. You know where I live. You know how to get here. And you know how how to bless me. And guess what? I never did get anything. Why? Because God is not waiting, or we are not waiting, shouldn't be waiting for God to dump it on us we should be meeting God where we need to do our part because we are laborers together. We're working together with God. There are some things that God does sovereignly, but God doesn't do everything sovereignly. And so we, we see then somebody was talking to me the other day about end time revival. God did not do that work when they came out of the upper room. He didn't do that by himself. Those disciples in the 120 that were in the upper room, they prepared themselves for the God's entry of his spirit to work down the streets of Jerusalem. So sometimes I think we, we might think, well, God's just going to do it. And some things he will just do. But God's waiting for the people of God. Amen. To so be on fire for God, be hungry for God, and do the things that introduces and allows the Holy Spirit to begin to work among us or among God's people so God can show the world who he is. Even though they may know there's a God, but he wants us to show the world who God is and God does that through people. And he did it through 120 people on the day of Pentecost. So a composed mind of belief and faith, that's the renewal of the mind. A composed mind of belief and faith. Have you ever stopped to think, what do you believe? What do I believe? Do I really believe what I say I believe? Or uh, am I doing what I say I really believe? 
And we know that the Bible teaches us to be a doer. But I can tell you that I believe the word without doing any of the word. Amen. Y'all sit down again. I can tell you that I'm a believer. I can tell you that I believe the Bible from, you know, from Genesis, as one preacher said, from Genesis to the maps. And I, I'm a believer in the Bible. But yet at the same time, it's a whole different uh, picture of, of, it's a greater picture of the whole when I am a doer of what I believe. So what's Satan trying to do? He's trying to get me to be indifferent toward God, indifferent toward the instructions of God. Till I come to the place and say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of people that's a Christian don't go to church. Well, that don't excuse me. I'm not going to become indifferent to that. But Satan's job or job or, or, or purpose is to bring one to a place where they become indifferent in their obedience to God. But yet at all the while believing that all they've got to do is make a confession and that God will hop on it. That's not true, folks. It's just not true. I mean, if you look around you, you, you find out that's just... It's just not true. Now, does that lessen the importance of your confession? No. We, the Bible teaches us about the confession of our faith, holding fast to our confession. It's our hope that today's message, Indifference Robs Us of God's Blessing, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon, different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 47, today's special number, 47. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.